Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. I'm Dusty White, author of uh, well, The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. And a uh, book we're going to be talking about today, Advanced Tarot Secrets. If you have your copy, grab it because we got something special for you today. And if not, follow along because we've got a really cool way to help you learn reversals. Today's a little bit more um, intermediate. Last week we did a really, I like to think, a pretty good uh, beginner's uh, episode on reversals. And we do have really old podcasts on reversals, too. So if you ever have any questions, they're probably not quite as much fun as uh, the ones we've been doing with Becky. But uh, they are there. So uh, and, and it's all free. Oh, and speaking of which, Beckyta. Hello, hello. I well, before you jump in, because I've been waiting to tell you this, um, anyone who listened to last week, we obviously kind of came up with a kind of beginner's practice for reversals that you could do with people or on your own. And, you know, I was saying to you um, that I was seeing the higher event. We've had tube strikes in London, which is causing just chaos above and beyond for people getting to work. And, you know, we're so reliant on our public transport systems particularly in London and I was seeing the Hierophant um, as the kind of trade union boss who's causing you know he's holding the city to ransom and with the wonderful timing of the universe this week we had two tube strikes planned and literally we're talking the first one should have started tonight at half six and it was decided it or it was finalized um sort of late last night that the tube strikes are now suspended because the union boss I don't know whether he's realizing that the support isn't there but um they're now sitting down to talk so I had to tell you because it's like our hierophant who we were talking about who was causing all the problems as the union boss all of a sudden it's like the whole situation's flipped on its head so I thought it was a beautiful beautiful example of kind of life imitating art imitating podcast because it all just tied in with everything we were talking about and I've seen the situation in real life upright and reversed as we were discussing it with the cards I think that's absolutely wonderful and I'd personally like to thank the queen for taking <laughs> our advice we are like uh, Merlin to her Arthur. We we yeah. say, hey, um, Queenie, with all due respect, this man is being very un-British. He is being a, um, uh, what is it, um, it's not a cog on the wheel. He's, he's the guy that, uh, he's been in one of those people. Wait, wait, I got, I got one. It's people like you what cause trouble. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. him. <laughs> so, Words escape me other than uh, repeating just show lines, but um, I like to think that by uh, prescience or sheer dumb monkey luck, um, we happen to um, bring up something, and I and I remember that because he brought it up, and it was a very apt description, and uh, I suddenly aged 50 years and grew a long beard and started ranting about kids on my lawn and and the value of the um, British sorry British worker um hell any worker in Britain uh, being able to go about their daily lives and and mm. do what they need to do without being harassed by some self-righteous um, bureaucrat and uh, well, you know with all due respect to the unions and that fine upstanding gentleman it was just seemed like the wrong application of force 
yeah. it was like so disruptive that it would uh, defeat the whole purpose. Um, so I hope both sides win. Um, but uh, yes, yes. So I'd like to thank your fine and established leadership for quietly um, visiting his house and maybe breaking <laughs> a few arms and saying, what the hell are you thinking here? This is Either not that, your we country. Fight. No, Sorry, either okay. that or we no, I was gonna say or we find out that they actually listened to these podcasts and kind of went, aha <laughs> I see it now. So we can I always, always wanted hope to for be that an one. advisor. <laughs> Yay. So thank you everybody. Your support is greatly appreciated. Um, what is it? Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have like three listeners. Um but hey, as long as one of them is is the higher ups in the uh, British Parliament and uh, and other parts uh, unknown, then uh, God bless us all, Mister Scrooge, and thank you very much. Well, I love that update, and I really like it when we can tap into the zeitgeist of the public, or we can um, just kind of really hit matters that mean something to people. And this is what I'm constantly on about with my students is, how do I put this delicately? Oh, fuck it, I don't. I don't like the, uh, talk about monkey, I don't like the, you know, the, the, the do you guys have those little monk, I, I've been seeing one since I was a kid, you, it's a little monkey and it's sitting with a pair of symbols and you wind up the key on its back and it just goes, oh yes, clang, clang, clang. that's how I figure our industry is, is that the public just sticks a key in our back and winds us up and we're like, your relationship is going to be okay, you're going to get a raise and here's some lottery numbers too, wee, you know, I feel like, just a dance monkey, dance, um, and, and, and I want my students and, and, and you know what, anybody who's listening, um, God forbid you actually listen to this dribble, listen to this much. It seems to me that if we had the ability to foretell any of the future or to solve any kinds of problems, maybe not everything, but if, but if we could just, you know, I don't know, pull a card. Hey, here's one now, five of swords. Um, and, you know, use this enhanced communication tool or, yeah, it's a tool of enhanced communication with the divine to kind of give ourselves and our clients more information. And um, any any technocrat, uh, any, uh, well, any, any leader of any type, uh, general, uh, I just like technocrats, they're scary but fun. But any any leader, gambler, investor, they all know that that little bit of extra information on top of the facts that you know is the, the edge. It's the difference between making a fortune, building an empire, saving lives, or literally just being mercy to the hands of chaos. And uh, because the point of chaos is we've got 7 billion people here on this planet, maybe more. Um, and they're all trying to do their own thing. Um, it's like living in a blender. You've got all these particles or particulate matter in some case, um, all bumping into each other and it sense it creates a sense of organized chaos. Then we have our industrial overlords who are trying to move, you know, pieces together. Uh, 
but they don't get along, you know, because uh, the capitalistic system, of course, you know, I want this and I want that. And then uh, the different governments, well, I want this and I want that. And then people's different point of views. Well, I'm part of your capitalistic system, but I don't like what you're doing. Well, I'm part of the capitalistic system. You know, so no matter how much we try to get everybody to wear the same clothes and, and march in lockstep, um, there's always going to be personality conflicts which is the beauty of letting people kind of do their own things in a, as long as they're not running around hurting each other. But it does create literally a sense of organized chaos. And so if we are all just by the fact that we're alive, subject to the laws of physics and the chaos therein, and the laws of society and the chaos therein. The only reason why we have laws, after all, is to prevent people from doing bad things to each other. And some people agree to those laws, and some people partially agree to those laws, and some people are like, oi, oi, piss off. So this is all happening. That's that's nothing new. And I need anybody who's listening to realize this is the way of, of the universe. It just, or at least, you know, it's the way of the world i should say but no sense extending this out beyond our own little backyard so if this is the way of the world okay fine so we have plans and we have allies and we have resources those are the big things plans allies and resources to help us but we have these things called tarot cards and you know we got other tools too we got crystal balls and we got astrology and we got computers and we got statistics uh, so it's not like tarot cards are magical it's just that if we learn this stuff right, this particular tool, tarot cards, like a hammer or a saw, you know, it's just another tool in our arsenal, you know, depending what our um, occupation is. If these things properly used can help us get that little edge of information, why the hell are we being a bunch of wind-up little clapping symbol monkeys? Why don't we you know, literally a toy in a dime, you know, dime store um, or dime store toy. Um, or I should say, an, why are we acting like antique dime store toys? Because if we throw in the superstition and dogma that people do with the tarot, my God, where do I begin on that? Well, no wonder our, our uh, industry is in, in such a laughable state. But if we do the same exact thing we do, I'm going to change anything. We're just going to be a little bit more, I don't know, let's say intelligent about it. A little bit more, um, use a little bit more common sense, a lot more training. If we can do that, then we can do things like we did last week. Now, again, you and I were just you know, yapping and having a good time picking something out of real life. Thank you very much, Becky. Um, mm -hmm. But you didn't just pick something out of real life. You have been training with me personally for a couple of years now. And so your skills have been developing. And then you've been kind of practicing on your own. So it's not like you can just turn your intuition off and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be practicing, but I'm not going to be allowing any intuition in. This is just practice. Your intuition is going to leak in and go, oh, hey, what about this? What about this? So your connection with the divine, you know, your awareness is a little bit more enhanced now. You're kind of, kind of magical, Becky. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when you try, when you sit down and put forth effort to it, yeah, that's, that means, you know, it's uh, 
kind of like paying attention at work. But even if you're not completely paying attention at work, you've still got a lot of skills and a lot of work is going to get done. So when you're running about your business, you're like, hey, well, let's just do a podcast and let's talk about this and that. Um, things are going to leak in because of all your skill and training and expertise and, and you know, the gods and the fairies. They really do. They're lonely. They, they like it when people want to talk to them. They're like, oh, my God, somebody who's actually aware, you know, and you'll find out that they have a sense of humor. Like, hey, what's going on here? So I like to think that anybody who's listening, who's gotten through all that, if you understand that world is a pretty chaotic place. Nature just, you know, ask any scientist. Nature, uh, they'll tell you, nature's, nature's kind of cruel and and friendly at the same time. Kind of like Kali. Yeah. Um, so if we can use this tool to get anything of an edge, why the hell don't we play for the big money? Why don't we go, you know, why don't we do impressive things? Why don't we consult? And I do not mean to this is not a classist thing. This is not like, oh, we shouldn't read for the poor. We shouldn't read for the middle class. I'm saying, why don't we answer the big questions? Why don't we, you know, um, little things, and I don't want to say things are beneath the, the God's notice or beneath the, the tarot's ability to answer a question, but people spend so much time. I say this, you know, God, I hate it. It's embarrassing, but about 40 years of uh, of studying and practice on this stuff, and not all of it, not all of it was every day. Of course, you know, hell, it started when I was 11. It was um, there's a lot of goofball and goofing off and and not learning it. And it's only in the, the last two decades that it really, really, you know, everything came together and had a lot more time and practice. But having done this for a length of time, and having met worked with all the people that did it kind of figured out how this works and it just seems to me that if you're listening to this don't chase nickels my, my boss once looked at me and said you know, you're a thousand dollar a week man this is like back in the 80s I was like oh well, that's kind of cool <laughs> I like that he's like and here are chasing nickels I was rather upset at the time but I thought wow that's that line is gonna is going to make sense one day and and you know what harump harump here's the day come that that day makes sense i don't want people to go around chasing nickels when there's much more to life uh it's simple return off your investment that's uh something any business business person can tell you um so we have this amazing tool that can help us you know solve real problems give us and and i'm not saying we throw all of our um, faith into this we do our job we do it well we get the answers we go hmm okay i have some facts here that are known i have some opinions well those are opinions we all know what those are worth and then we have this information from the tarot so i got three different piles of information now our brain doesn't generally separate everything into nicely neat little piles and all it's kind of like becky's desk it's all got stuff all over the place but it makes sense to the person <laughs> who's doing it so I'm not saying that we should all run out and disregard facts. I'm not saying we should ignore our opinions. But if we balance it out between the three, we, I have seen this over and over again. It is my belief your results may be different, blah, blah, blah. But it is my belief and that of my students, and I have testimonials throughout this um, for years back, 
and we've got I don't know only about three to five thousand years of divination history and people who swear it uh, say, oh, this works and it's part of religion it's part of politics part of science um, that we can predict how things are going and we can answer questions that can't be answered in, in other ways so let's use this tool for something more than just fucking parlor tricks so with that in mind I'm just really proud of what you did uh, last week and uh, despite my you know, crazy American rants jingoistic I like hamburgers and tacos and anybody who doesn't is un-American <laughs> so it's just stupid crap it's the it's entertainment the, the real gist of this is that I want everybody listening to um, do something with this. That's it. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to do this for a living. Just get some real value out of it. You don't even have to tell anybody. Um, um, some of my favorite students, doctors, I have like you know, doctors and surgeons, lawyers, nurses. Uh, I, I could probably go on, but I, I'd be very do want to just uh, out people, as as they say. Um, had a finance minister, um, like one of your European countries, uh-huh. like finance minister bought one of my uh, magical herbal candles once. It was a money candle. Uh, and again, that's their own private business. The thing is that much like your golden dawn, um, it's a secret because people don't want their names to be out there and, and uh, be publicly shunned. But people are people and they have a fascination with the unknown and they're not and some of them aren't afraid to study and that was kind of the whole point of the golden dawn was let's try to create a system of study now i tend to think that you guys had it a little flawed but of course over here we had people like the lawrence who were just like stealing ideas so i wasn't any better but i think we have a better way and i think None of the people listening has to run out and proclaim themselves a terror reader. I mean, you do it all quietly and closetly and still make a tremendous profit, uh, both emotionally, socially, and uh, I suppose to add a third um, to change the grammatical grammatical structure of that sentence, Uh, emotionally, socially, uh, and and sure, why not, financially. So I I want people to, to open their eyes See this in the big picture. You know, uh, do it for yourself. Who cares if you do it for clients? I mean, if you do it for clients, great, because you know it's nice to be able to pay the rent. But you can pay the rent without uh, ever having to read uh, read this for uh, clients. Like uh, Becky manifested a car so that, that she could go out and get uh, uh, a job that she liked, and she manifested a job that she liked, and it didn't work out, so she manifested another job that she liked. But this was just an enhancement to her ability to go through life, but man, she needed that little extra edge. So here she is. She's doing well. I'm happy for her. Everybody loves her. Um, fame and popularity is kind of growing, which I think is absolutely wonderful. I want this for everybody listening. And because um, despite my gruff exterior, I love you all and I want you all to succeed. And other than that, I can't do, I can't do it for you. Um, all we can do is, um, Make lots of noises. So, Becky, with that, uh, do you have anything to add to that before I jump into today's lesson? No, because I think you said it all beautifully, and I was just nodding along. So, I no, I think you've pretty much covered everything there. 
So everyone, go forth and do well in life. And if you need help, that's what we're here for. Got a couple of books, The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever, Advanced Tarot Secrets. It's a white book and a black book. And then um, and then uh, there's, uh, oh, that's right, easytarotlessons.com. Uh, we have a free mailing list. That's where you get all these things. And we've got some videos, uh, dozens of videos. Uh, if you sign up for the mailing list, we'll tell you how to get them all free. We'll just, like, you actually have to read the email, but you open it up and it says, hey, here's here's where you get them all. You go to YouTube, you go to Podomatic or iTunes, that's all. There's, there's no, like, catches or gimmicks. And then if you want to actually take the course, uh, like Becky has, and really master this stuff. It's about 10 bucks a week. That's US. Um, maybe one day I'll be running a special, but still, considering um, cost of learning tarot from a professional anywhere else is really, really cheap. All right, so today, talking about free stuff, we are going to be do, doing something specifically from my book, Advanced Tarot Secrets. It's got a black cover and a squiggle on the front. Um, you might recognize it if it's in your library this is a variation of friends and enemies which i'm not going to go on and explain in detail because it's in the book just open it up and right there it is this one is called mob scene and i want to apply it specifically to reversals so this will be kind of a uh, intermediate or i should say kind of an intermediate exercise today and we're going to be doing it with two people but i was thinking because we got a kind of a game that i've been working on it developing but it's not quite there yet and I was thinking I need something that you can do alone because you know there's I don't want you to be hamstrung by um, by somebody uh, by, by not having um, a partner to do this with but also I want something you can do in a two or three person environment because it's much more fun and you can share and comment on each other and you pick on each other and whatnot uh, and all in good fun of course so I was playing around with this and I got five cards in front of me that I figured I'd just start off with because it just worked out so nicely. It's going to be theater of the mind. Um, so try to follow along with the process, even if you can't quite see the cards and understand the process so that you can do this at home. If you have any questions, it's literally all in the book. All right. So Becky, we're going to do a little uh, mob scene. Uh, I've got mm -hmm. my replica deck here and uh, I got to say, this thing is really... I know they're just, uh, you know, uh, ink on paper, not even plastic coating. But, um, but man, these cards just feel right. They feel really. Mm. So um, <laughs> it's a $3,000 investment in, wow, <laughs> they work for me. So I hope they work for everybody else, too. So this is what I'm working with today. And uh, they feel good. So I threw out five cards at random. And um, literally, they were random cards. I had like the Fool and the Ace of Swords, Priestess, Knight of Cups, Ace of Wands. Um, just a quick glance at each other, I saw. Eh, yeah. And as I was turning them all so that they were upside down, or I should say reversed, because, you know, not my face down. By the way, if I say upside down in this podcast, I do mean reversed rather than face down, uh, just in case there's any uh, confusion on that. So here I am looking at this and trying to associate this specifically with 
reversals and only reversals, and it hits me uh, how genius this is. Uh, and not because it came out of my brain, but only through it. And I think there's a real difference between something that comes out of our brain and something that comes through it, even though both of these things come out of our mouth or via pen or typing or however one might express themselves, little drawings with your feet in the sand. So I just did the mob scene thing of, of uh, creating clicks because um, tarot imitates life, imitates art, imitates life, and back and forth and roundabouts. So uh, in real life, you put a whole bunch of people together in a room long enough, you're going to have little clicks and um, uh, groups, social groups forming. And, and rivalries, and that's what mob scene is all about. It's five, seven cards. So I got five cards here, and so I, I paired up the aces. That worked out nicely. And uh, the high priestess was kind of sitting off to the side, just like, oh, aces, high priestess, and just just visually and uh, metaphysically a completely different feel. At the fool, I suppose I could have put the high priestess and the fool together and gone, oh look, trump cards, but. I kind of looked at them and went, no, he's he's kind of off doing his own thing. Look at me, I'm Becky. I'm just like, la, 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 I'm lots of fun. And then um, High Priestess is like, okay, we're going to play the quiet game. Like, well, these two kind of, you know, going off in their different directions. I left the Knight of Cups. And it was really interesting to me because the Knight of Cups and the High Priestess are both sitting down. Very blue cards. Lots and lots of blue, um, uh, heavy blacks some yellow to some red um, same basic four colors uh, with an emphasis on blue but the more I looked at it the more I decided that I like putting the knight of cups with the fool because both of them are out uh, searching I want to say like um, knight of cups kind of like Galahad it's very um, very prim very proper very you know I'm moving forward and doing my thing in the right proper time and direction my heart is pure and uh, and so on and so forth but they were out exploring the world where the high priestess is in their little cloistered sanctuary you know Virgin of Vesta and so I came up with three clicks or two clicks and one odd man out so to speak now because they're all reversed I can look at the Ace of Wands and the Ace of Swords and by just focusing on what they mean reversed, I get to compare and contrast. Now, all of this just happens organically. You don't have to like segregate this out and go, okay, well, I'm going to look at it reversed and then I'm going to compare and contrast, contrast and then I'm going to find similarities. But the act of... Um, just looking at our cards in reversals, Ace of Wands, Ace of Swords, for example, we can say, oh, yeah, they're both Aces. Um, and they're both reversed. So we have a, you know, Ace of Wands, we're not off to a good beginning, or we're off to a bad start, or we're kind of delayed in starts, or it's a mis misuse of power, or it's afraid to stand up for yourself, you know, and so on, so on, so on. And the Ace of Swords is a little bit more edgy, a little bit more, you know, life, death, you win, you lose, uh, victory through, you know, might makes right. Um, justice blah 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 and we're looking beyond these key words because I don't teach you to use that kind of stuff these are just uh, word associations I like word associations to help you understand concepts in the tarot 
but keywords are um, ham-handed, closed-fisted, knuckle-dragging, Neanderthal uh, kind of um, methodology uh, of, of looking at the tarot. And um, anybody who teaches that should be run out of town on a rail, if you happen to have one. If not, good old tarred and feathering. Yeah, that works for me. So we look at these cards because remember the cards have images on them that's why they're called tarot cards instead of playing cards so we don't ignore this uh, it's not like lenormand uh where the images are completely ancillary there's just something pretty to look at um these are defined by the images on them so we see that it's a lack of this a lack of that it's uh, off to a bad start or it's, you know, injustice and whatever. But being able just to take these two cards off to the side, because we've, we've looked at a mass of cards and we've been able to segregate them all out and go, well, these cards fit together and these cards fit together. And, and wow, this card is, you know, these are kind of have nothing to do with each other. And these other ones are like almost diametrically opposed to each other. So this one little exercise does all of that at once. And it does it in a stress-free environment. Because, you know, at first, like, oh, no, all these cards, how do I possibly make sense out of them? So you just kind of nibble around the edges. And you go, oh, this makes sense here. This makes sense there. And this will all happen as you're turning them around. You know, some of them come up reversed and some of them don't. Or all of them come up upright as you're turning them around. Your brain's starting to work on this. So, um yeah, so what I've got here is I'm able to examine these aces together and just get a little bit more information, get a little deeper inference of what these cards can mean when reversed. And the Fool and the Knight of Cups, um, it's kind of the same. It's uh, it's funny how similar they are, uh, the, the Fool and the Knight of Cups reversed, how similar of a pairing it is to the Ace of Wands and the Ace of Swords completely unrelated cards but a lot of the same energy and it allows me to go hmm uh, the collective point is a lack of movement here knight of cups and, and the pool reversed does that make any sense becky um kind of a lack. yes it does maybe even a lack of adventurism you know maybe you should take the, the high priestess and say see you know here you go i'm not going anywhere i'm just going to sit here I'll I'll live my because high priestess is kind of a matter of fact let's do the high priestess um, reversed she's still not going anywhere but let's say she is more like living vicariously she is I mentioned theater of the mind here the high priestess reverse it's kind of like um, clouded judgment or delusion and Maybe getting so frustrated that you just sit around all day playing video games because just completely burned out. You know, it's just your your mind is so cloudy from too much stress and too much frustration that um, you know we and I'm gonna say we all uh, many of us do this from time to time where whatever it could be alcohol could be um, hallucinogenics. Uh, could be video games, could be a book, you know, like especially either a romance novel or uh, or a good fiction novel, where we just need to escape that thing we call reality, 
um, to kind of regain our sanity. So I just find I just find the way that these cards blend together, or not not blend together, but the way they work together, is is rather interesting. So that's our thing today is we're just doing reversals, but we're doing mob scene, and the whole point of this is to take the edge off of reversals by making them part and parcel of a uh, of a larger concept, a little fun little exercise here. So Becky, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Uh, mm -hmm. These pull out just five random cards, and tell you what, I'm gonna shut up. Just talk me through your process, and let's see how see what happens. Okay, so I have got. I'm gonna reverse them all as they're coming out. So I've got um, magician. I've got the ten of wands, the eight of pentacles, the ace of pentacles, and the four of wands. Um. Okay, I'm going to avoid the obvious because I think the minute you start clumping them into suits, you're kind of um, not taking the easy way out, but it's the obvious way out, I think. So, um, and the other thing I'm doing is, I know people can't see this, but I'm actually sort of moving them around because I'm a visual creature and I'd rather have them in their groups. Okay, I'm going to go with, Obviously, not just because of the suits, but I'm going to go with the Ace of Pentacles and the Eight of Pentacles to begin with. And actually, I'm going to put the Ten of Wands in there as well. Um, OK, I'm almost seeing that with the, the reversed, I'm almost seeing this as the kind of... Um, OK, if the, if the Eight of Coins upright is the kind of... Uh, you know, the sort of apprenticeship and applying yourself and working towards rewards and stuff reversed. I'm almost saying this is kind of complete lack of preparation, shoddy workmanship, turning up late for class, so you're missing kind of stage one of the process and wondering why you start at stage two, it's not quite working. So, you know, the knock-on effect from that you get your ten of wands and it's just going to be chaos he's going to end up dropping those sticks everywhere and it's all going to fall out of his hands because he hasn't prepared himself properly and then with the ace of pentacles just as the icing on that particular cake it's kind of money just falling through your fingers because the preparation isn't there the organization isn't there so the reward isn't there so you've almost got your kind of this is what's going to happen abc and i'm very definitely lumping all of them together because ultimately it's the kind of it's the lack of preparation and the loss the the I, I'm not verbalizing this very well the kind of um the reward isn't there so it's a loss of reward but you can kind of see the cause and effect with those three um okay so for now um Right, the magician and... Hey, you stole my word. ...four of wands. What word did I steal? You're going on and about, and I was, about, I was thinking about what you were saying, and I was thinking, mm. hmm, this is good, this is good, and I was going to go... Right, so, <laughs> you said it, and I was like, oh, I, now i got to come up with a new word. Let me throw something out there. Mm -hmm. I know I'm supposed to let you talk, but... The moment you mentioned those cards, I got a nice big scene. Um, and reversed is even better. Um, I, I, without mention, well, okay, the magician, the ace of uh, 
coins, the eight of coins, the ten of wands. What was the other one? Four of wands. Four of wands. Don't these all just collectively seem to signify a kind of efficiency or um, it's just kind of like work, job, business, things going well, but 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 specifically because of effort um, yes. or the ability. And then when you had them all upside down, it was like, oh, crap, <laughs> you're not mm -hmm. getting it. You, no matter what you do, it's not working. <laughs> so, but I just well, liked it, the way that you just pulled out cards that just they all played nicely together in reverse. Well, this is the thing. I can't really split this lot up because with you saying that, just giving my brain that final nudge that I needed because it's almost kind of forget the mob scene with kind of, you know, clan A over here and clan B over over there. This whole lot have popped up as a cautionary tale to sort of say, right, OK, we've got our unprepared magician who's kind of half approached things and not really done it. The house is falling down because of shoddy work workmanship and this is what happens when you know you don't put the the um effort and the drive in it is forget organized chaos this is disorganized chaos and everything's just kind of falling apart the financial reward isn't there boo-hoo off you go so in a way and actually funny enough until you were talking this through at the beginning these five the, i'm not so sure upright these five cards would have played quite so well together um if i turn them up upright now i'd be in a different frame of mind anyway but i know reverse they all suddenly seem to be playing beautifully i thought there was going to be some kind of real divisions but these particular five that popped out for me actually work very well together i think well let me see if i can do this properly i apologize to everyone in the british empire but I'm going to try to phrase it. Words have come into my mind. Let's see if they come out of my mouth ungarbled. But problem is, it's all a bunch of punk rock anarchist lazy sods going around expecting someone else to do the work for them. And in, in result, the entire system collapses because nobody's really putting forth the effort, uh, the good Protestant work effort, effort uh, or ethic to to hold the structure of society together that man that is why you're the teacher and i'm the student <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> ah i was just uh, that worked thanks. oh do you know what? that was so much better than my gobbledygook because unfortunately oh, no, I, no, no, no. I was just no, no, no. I subject everybody oh. listening to this to my thought process. And I apologize, people, because as a Gemini, my thought process skims around all over the place. So people have to keep up. But no, that summed it up beautifully. Well, oh, I thank you. This is this goes into uh, a special secret technique we uh, we teach in advanced class. We're actually teaching this in the course live right now. Anybody else who's getting the recordings. Um, sorry, you have to wait, but I think you like it. It's the and you, Becky, you know what it is. It's the uh, four path reading technique. Yes. Where we go through exactly what you did, and then at the end we just put it all together, and you know, from a story from an A to B here to uh, well, A to Z, I guess, uh, kind of kind of thing, 
and it's all nice and tidy and put a bow on it and and our client walks out going wow i feel like i understand all the details but here i've got a clickety clickety click storyline and everything makes sense uh and and again there's no no showmanship. I mean, you know, granted, I'm all for showmanship. If you want to add some showmanship, great. But that's, you know, that's on you. I don't teach showmanship. I teach, you know, here's techniques that work, you know, get the results and uh, and don't be boring, you know, like, you know, like me. When you put it out there, you can add a little flash, I suppose, or whatever. But uh, as long as it's got the substance. Um, yeah. So, I mean, literally, it's a it's a it's a pure, pure technique. But that's that's all I did is uh, I guess I um, I was, had so much fun listening to you and I I just kind of pictured it in my mind and uh, it just popped out and I guess you know got lucky so let me try a couple of cards here so uh, 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 oh seven oh did they all come out reversed uh, everyone but one which is the two of swords which is should be a reversed card because it's kind of a stopper it's uh it's like that union boss thing it's like hey yeah you're preventing okay so everything else we have seven cards here hmm. okay i'm gonna do this the the the, the I'm, I'm gonna start with basic mechanics i got four trump cards so i'm moving those off to the side moon justice hierophant oh those guys go together just, just, I mean, they're both wearing red, and they're both like, ooh, look at me, I'm authoritarian. And you know what? I like the moon and the strength card. I'm going to kind of moose, loosely put them over there. And I've got the four of cups, and he's not too happy. I'm going to put him by the two of swords, the four of swords. But, you know, the four of swords, I'm going to put him over by justice because it's kind of like, you know, upstanding citizen, you know. It's like, uh, I have done my job, and that's why I'm honored, and, and the whole karmic balance and justice thing. And then, oh, I'll put the moon over here with the with the four of cups and the two of swords. But now I've got this block of blue, because, again, the, the moon, the two of swords, the four of cups, just very blue. But I like the way the whole delusion... Again, I okay. So coming out of the delusion, coming um, so yeah, moon reversed, coming out of cloudy head judgment. And again, um, as I tell my kids in class, um, the tarot was designed at a time when there was no electricity. So the sun is all happy, skippy. Yay! It's the sun. I can see. I can see my neighbors. I can see pretty girls. Ooh! I can see that man. He's coming to attack me. Um, but at night, it's spooky, and there's vampires and werewolves, and you're like, oh, yeah, right. It's like, no, go back to, like, 1400, 1500, 1600 in some places. And these these cultural peasant beliefs from antiquity were still part and parcel, you know? We still had ghosts and vampires and whatnot. The, the dead of night in the forest of Europe, no offense, I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing in America, except we didn't have a whole bunch of people running around here, not quite yet. Um, very scary place. Also, we didn't have the, you know, the generations of uh, tradition telling us that, you know, we had boogeymen and, and, uh, witches and gingerbread cottages and whatnot. So you guys have this deeply steeped tradition, uh, and, and folklore. And so, yeah. Okay. So you guys knew a little bit more about the environment because, you know, you lived there forever. And so the night was a scary place. So when it came time to 
uh, interpreting the cards, the sun was really the icon of day and the moon was really the icon of night. Now, neo-paganism is like, oh, we want the moon card to be happy and it's intuition and it's fluffy and I like the moon. We dance around mm-hmm. the moon. And, and uh, yay, you know, yay, tabby, clippy, scappy, whatever, copy, skippy, whatever. Uh, we'll get the word started someday. But that's not how the old timers saw it. And I'm not saying that anybody's right or wrong. I'm just saying that when it comes to tarot, the reason why we have it's like, oh, it's delusion. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's deception is because we're not picking on the moon. We're saying it's it's dark. It's the absence of light. You know, the, the, um, I have a friend uh, who's a, a sheriff and uh, well, I'm sorry, deputy. He might actually be sheriff now. I haven't talked to him in a while, but deputy sheriff and he's he swears you know, now granted, his life experience, he deals specifically with the criminal element. Um, yeah, out here, um, like to be a deputy sheriff, it's not like, oh, look, I'm a cop. Um, you actually, you have to go to prison. <laughs> it's like, what kind of job is this? You have to go to prison, uh, be like something like a prison guard or something. But you have to deal with the worst of the worst before they let you out on the street. So mm-hmm. I suppose that once you go out on the street, you're already pretty jaded. You're looking at everybody like, uh, which one of you, which one of you is going to jail next? Mm. Uh, and again, you know, God bless law enforcement and everything. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a thing. So he brought up a good point and he said, uh, well, it sounded to me like a good point. He said the only people who are out at like 4 a.m. are up to no damn good. Yeah. And. I understand some people work the night shift. I understand some people are like me. You're like, oh, look at me. I'm 20 years old. I'm up late at night working. He, he, he. Oh, yeah. Whatever. There's kind of something rebellious and, dare I say, punk rock about, you know, having a nighttime schedule when you don't have to. So that just because, like, I can go to Denny's. Um, Is that Denny's over there? It's like we have Denny's all over the uh, It's It's like a fast food chain restaurant that we have. I don't know if it's real big in Britain. I kind of hope not because I'd like you to, you, know, you guys have your own culture, but. Uh... No, we don't. We don't. Oh. I went, I visited a Denny's when I was over your side of the world, but it hasn't hit us yet. So, but you get the idea. It's like, uh, you go there late at night. It's like, oh, why? Because they're open 24 hours. It's like, okay. Um, but, but, but for the most part, even to this day, um, the belief it was prevalent among uh, peace officers, and probably because they have to deal with a lot of people's uh, people who are, you know, uh, I, I suppose it's easier to break into some place at night. Darkness, everybody's home sleeping. Uh, I mean, so so in that sense, yeah, uh, the moon card representing the night versus the day, it's going to get some kind of negative connotation, even though we're like, oh, but the moon's so pretty and it's wonderful. And so that's where the, uh, you know, the whole delusion, mental cloud, uh, deception kind of thing. So I like the way that this, these three cards, you know, the two swords reversed, fine. <laughs> um, I'll let you in. I'll, I'll unlock the door for you just this once, you know, it's, it's, it's the breaking of a stalemate. Or it could be, you know, I'm using it that way. The um, four cups. Fine, whatever. I'll, I'll take this stupid cup you're trying to give me. And and the moon. It's like, oh, I had a revolution. Um, boy, was my head up by a butt. Uh, all these things just kind of seem to 
form their own clique. Uh, and again, the key really was when I slid the moon card over to these two, all of a sudden it helped out. So there's a uh, yet a little bonus on how to understand reversals better is this whole mob scene uh, element allows you to do free association with cards. And we're not doing, again, memorized meanings or keywords. It's a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the Im image. It's a little bit of our understanding of what the card generally means. And it's a little bit of Batman and Robin, a little bit of uh, friends and enemies, a little bit of uh, comparing contrast. It's, um, it's all, all of these things work together because that's why we teach all of these. So as you go along, you realize that these exercises uh, that we've been teaching all this time in well, in, in the course, not in the podcast. I mean, hell, you get the buckets out of 22 bucks, whatever. It's the best investment you're going to make in your life, um, assuming you actually use it. All of these exercises in the white book and in the black book, they all build on each other and... When you're doing it, they all work together. It's not like you can actually separate them out. Um, it's just, it's like teaching you, uh, well, a particular language. I'll say English because that's the one that I speak. Um, you got to learn to write it. You got to learn uh, penmanship. You have to learn grammar. You have to learn to speak it. You have to learn to enunciate. Um, you have to learn timing and precision in your logic. Uh, all of these things go into the overall, here I am speaking a language and communicating. Same thing with the tarot. All of these little exercises blend together so that when you're staring at a big pile of cards going, oh, what am I going to do? They, you can start to just make them make sense. And none of this is imagination. None of this is like, oh, I'm just making stuff up. It, it's all logic and the more you do this, the more that which we call, I don't know, let's say monotheistically, God speaks to you or speaks through you. That's that's the whole point of the cards. It's just like, here, let, let me help you understand this. It's like, well, thank you, God. Um, and then we have these other cards, which just by sheer coincidence, Hierophant, Justice, Strength, Four Swords. Oh, my God, they're all red and yellow. So we got blue, green and yellow, and over here we got very harsh masculine. Then then so now we have a feminine masculine thing, uh, as far as metaphysical. And when I say feminine meta, uh, masculine metaphysical coloring, I'm not saying that blue is feminine and yellow is masculine. But when you put it all together, it really is a uh, uh, a feminine pile here and a very masculine pile. Um the essence and the feel no, i'm not you know please don't get all virgo don't get all uh, um what's the uh word i'm looking for uh don't get too anal or analytical on this uh, but uh these other cards you know hierophant and justice they're just very like bold and like well this is the way it's going to be done and i'm staunch and, and even though strength is very feminine it's, she is like i'm closing your mouth and when you put it together with um when you put it together sorry about that with um these other two uh um, trump cards 
trying to avoid that Paul Christian term major arcana because it makes people think that there's like some kind of superiority complex going on with these in a feudalistic sense. Um, it just kind of brings out the masculinity in her. Uh, plus, it is kind of a lion. So anyway, not to not to get really you know too too in depth with it, uh, but I could go on here for like five ten minutes on what I'm seeing in these cards, and that's really the lesson here. Is it's not hey look at us and look at what we can do, but it's an experiential process. You know, pull out five seven cards and throw them down. You do your thing upside down, and you start pairing them off or putting them together, and allowing the cards to fight each other or work together and just seeing that they fight each other and work together helps you understand the energy flow in a spread because a spread is just an organizational chart to show you what's going on at any given point based on the question that you ask so you're saying hmm, what's going on here well i'm going to ask a question okay so i'm throwing out a chart oh and then rather than like a gobbledygook jumble of, of images you can kind of see, well, this over here is working. Your car runs perfectly. The traffic is just fine. Therefore, you're able to drive to and from work properly. Ding! Well, that's good. <laughs> What's broken is the job that you have. So, you know, because you look at your job, you kind of have to look at being able to get back and forth. Like, you could have a perfect job. It's like, ah, oh, but the commute sucks. Well, that would be like in a spread. All this is working over here, and then this part isn't. Or the commute's just fine, and your car runs just fine. And there's no breakdowns. You don't have any excuses for being late, except for the fact that you don't like going to work because it sucks. There's a situation of like one gaggle of cards getting together and enjoying each other's company, and another group of cards uh, that doesn't. Am I making any sense here, Becky? Yes, you are completely. Um, and I mean, I think just as kind of a general point to make that I make a lot, it's this is the beauty of the exercises that you've created and the fact that it's preparing you for real life um, reading experience. And, you know, at the time when you're doing them, I know for me, it was very definitely I knew there was a point to it. And I trusted in the fact that, you know, they were given to me for a reason and I went with the process but it's when you actually start putting readings together that you can see where the exercises came in and what I was thinking while you were just explaining the five cards you've just had in front of you now where this exercise is also very good is it's not black and white when you put the cards down that these go together these don't this is odd man out you can move them round and they're kind of their pairings and their oppositions can change um, depending on the act, like just now, you know, even when you were going as kind of in terms of color and the masculine and feminine, they all start moving around each other, which again is something that's happened because it's not formulaic and it's not like card A plus card B can only ever mean this and card C. You couldn't do it. You'd be memorizing a million trillion possible combinations of cards. So, I mean, I think. Yeah, and there's no computer of... in the world that couldn't do do that better than us. No, and Hence, I and I mean, why are just, we important? yeah, and I mean, to add to what you're saying, it's the fact that this is where I absolutely love these exercises that you put together because I've 
been through the process and still go through the process now and it's the fact that you know anybody listening is kind of thinking you know I want to get to doing the kind of the spreads and I want to be doing this and it's kind of you know the chomping at the bit doing all of these exercises and working it all through it's it's training your brain and tweaking those kind of mental muscles and so that when you're actually doing an entire spread and you're in a reading situation everything flows then because it's almost like you kind of your mind already knows what it needs to do it's just dealing with the specifics of that particular reading um so yes short answer yes what you were saying makes sense and thank you for just letting me put my two cents in quickly i i couldn't have said that better i i am stunned and amazed at the eloquence Put forth this day. Uh, thank you. I, I, again, I, um, I'm glad everybody was here to hear that because uh, I think we should all go back and listen to that again because she just really did it well. Um, I was just going to talk about uh, how I was moving cards around, but um, <laughs> let me hijack my own thought and say, <laughs> ditto. Uh, what 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 Becky said. The thing that pains me the most is when I see my students, especially my early students, who try to jump right into a reading. And they sit there and they get frustrated because the cards aren't speaking to them. You know, they're like, I want to get to casting spreads. And my, my attitude is, go, do whatever the hell you want. I, I, you know, I have a set method order that I'd like you to follow, but I'm not a dictator, never want to be. Um, you do it the wrong way, because sometimes doing it the wrong way, we actually learn. Right? Oh, well, oops, don't want to do that again. Uh, and there's value in that. But it gets so frustrating when I see, and again, I, I'm only talking about my students. I could talk about other people all day long, and, and we've all been there and seen that, but I'm just going to limit to my, my students and say, the, the, the new ones that are like, you know, I've been reading for many years or, you know, I, I want to get right into this. It, when they, when they uh, start doing spreads and expecting results, and that's the thing, you can do spreads all day long, but if you pick up a deck of cards, you don't know what you're doing. You know, it's, you might as well um, get a whole bunch of extra sharp Ginsu knives and take up knife throwing without uh, band-aids or, uh, any uh, kind of gloves or protection. You're just going to end up cutting yourself up. Um, when people do these spreads without having done the exercises, without understanding through the experiential process, um, they'll, the cards won't, will fight each other. The cards will just sit there and, you know, it, it's kind of like an un, uh, unresponsive lover. It's like, okay, I'm lying here, all right? Are we done yet? You know, it, it's not exactly satisfying. It makes you feel stupid. And then, uh, speaking from personal experience, makes you not want to do it anymore. Um, in the same sense, and I'm, I'm talking about specifically card reading here, nothing else. Um, I've never had a bad experience in my life, um, he says. So, yes, all of these are just designed to mimic what it is that you're going to do naturally. And I'm just begging you, please, please stay with these exercises. 
fucking wax on and wax off. Don't, don't get discouraged and and uh, and don't think that you can cheat the system by by moving ahead or memorizing keywords or or card meanings, because the best you can end up is with is mediocre. Tell you what, let's do it a couple more times, but only Becky. Um, throw me throw me out five cards, and we'll see how it plays out. Okay. Um... Right, okay. Oh, only one was uh, wasn't reversed. Okay, I've got the Fool, the King of Wands, the Three of Wands, the Six of Cups, and the Nine of Cups. Okie dokie. Right. Um... Mm. Right, I'm going to put, to begin with, I'm going to put the Three of Wands, the Nine of Cups, and... No, I'm going to start with them because I'm trying to force something now. So I'm going to put the Three of Wands and the Nine of Cups together because um, they're both... They're both giving me a sense of kind of... Um, there's the expectation they're waiting for something to happen or waiting for something coming so there's that sense of waiting but I'd be inclined to say that because obviously this is um reversals that it's the kind of the pipe dream the um this is this is manifestation without the effort. This is just sitting there going, I really wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Yeah, you're going to be and waiting then, for a long time there, Skippy. Exactly. So I'm kind of, you know, if I was going to blend the two, uh, not that we're blending at the moment, but that, uh, that to me is almost kind of... Well, see, and that's the beauty of this is that... By the time we get to this, because it's in advanced Terra Secrets, you might catch yourself doing like a couple of the different exercises. You might be blending and comparing yeah. and con contrasting, but all of this just deepens your understanding and comfort level with reversed cards. And that's all it really is. I mean, the end result is what matters, and that's that. Um, and again, notice how what you did was really simple, straightforward, easy on your brain, whereas before, the other the other time, it took a little work. So each time you do this, some groups of cards will, will speak to you and others won't, but it's okay because the end result is that you walk away from it at, at each session going, you know what, I feel better than I did. Uh, and it, and I'm just letting you know. Sometimes you'll have to walk, you know, kind of baby step your way through it. And other times you'll be like, oh, well, this is too easy. <laughs> I'm wasting my time doing this. I already get it. And it's all a matter of what cards come up. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail that. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. So they're they're going to be my kind of they're my first two. Um, I. There's, at the moment, the Six of Cups is a bit of an odd man out, so I'm going to um, come back to that one because the Fool and the King of Wands, um, we've obviously got the obvious because they're both holding a stick, in which case I could also put um, the Three of Wands there, but I'm 
going to leave him over with the cups at the moment. So with the the fool and the king of wands, um, rather than the kind of the the taking the leap or the ready to take the leap, this is almost the polar opposite. So you know the the king of wands isn't backwards at coming forwards at all but you know reversed him and the fool are kind of not quite gonna take that first step and it's almost looking for someone else to do it and then they'll follow so the fool's almost like to his dog right you you go first and and then i'll follow you rather than kind of in astrological terms we call that mutable versus cardinal yes because cardinal is like Go, 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 you know, Knight of Swords. Yes. Let's go. And the other and Mutable's like, um, hey, you know, Mutable's first one to see an opportunity. They're like, Hey, look at this. Uh, anybody? Anybody? And then Cardinal's like, Hey, great idea. Thanks. Well, wait. And the Mutable's like, Well, well wait, wait. It's like you snooze, you lose. <laughs> I I mean, you know what I mean by the the differences between that forceful action and the and like you said, the kind of like waiting for somebody else to take the take the plunge yes yeah and i love that i love the fact that um the cardinal to mutable just by um just by reversing them um i think all right being being honest struggling with where with my little six of cups at the moment um with where i want to put them so ignoring the obvious to the fact that i can put sure kind of the two cups together so i think well let me, ask, the ones... well, let me ask you this though because you mm-hmm. know i noticed that to me uh three of those cards look rather masculine and aggressive and the other ones kind of look much more feminine and anybody who thinks i'm being sexist yes. talking about metaphysical properties only um you know uh, feminine properties are a sharing nurturing healing uh, collective um and uh masculine uh in, in metaphysics is very aggressive, uh, visionary, very pioneering, um, antagonistic. But what I wanted to point out was um, just looking at the Six of Cups from a kind of sharing point of view, um, I know, I know I'm, I'm looking at them upright, but um, mm. um, Six of Cups, um, sharing, and uh, the King of Wands and the Fool are both very individualistic. So we have like communal versus individualistic. Well, if we reverse that, we haven't changed the cards, but we have a very selfish sense. Uh, Well, we could with the six cups reverse. I'm not sharing. I'm uh, I'm I'm giving this to myself, um, or don't feel like it. And um, then the the other two um, reversed. um, Not quite that. uh, Not quite that adventurous and outgoing. Suddenly, the three of those, they can kind of hang out at a, at a pub co- commiserating. They may not see the world through the same lens, but they all get to the same point of, like, not wanting to get out there and uh, and interact. Yes. Just a little thought. No, thank you. That helped because I had my kind of... I was going to leave my little six of cups kind of out in the cold. So. No, that um well, I'm all about the honesty. If it doesn't click for me, I'll say. But no, I I I like that. 
Sorry, now I'm going quiet because I start thinking and I'm working it all through. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep talking. The problem when I go quiet is because my mind's actually going into overdrive, but I'm processing it all. And I kind of, it doesn't make for very good listening when I'm just sitting here quietly. But there's, um, there's loads and loads, uh, there's loads going on. Honestly, with these now, I think I'm going to kind of start trying to find things that aren't there. Um, yeah, and see, that's a good, there's a good lesson right there. When you get to that point, gather them up in a pile, toss them, toss them, you know, into the, into the waste pile, and uh, just pull out a couple more cards. I don't want people at home to think that uh, they have to overanalyze these. And, uh, you know, if you try it out for your first time, and uh, especially if you don't have the black book, and it, uh, so you're going not really making a lot of sense don't don't hurt yourself with this you, know? um, you don't say anything give up throw the pile down pull out five new cards that's that's why we have 78 of them I, mean, I don't know what 78 into five or five into 78 is but it's a lot um so like for example as soon as you get to the point where becky's at right now um just scoop them up go hey oh look five more cards so let's do it one more yeah. time with five more cards please okay uh, minions. I've got these minion tic tacs. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I don't know. And I've got a, I've got a deck of cards with a sick sense of humour because what okay. have we been doing before this? I have now got the Page of Wands, the Queen of Wands, the Knight of Pentacles, the Knight of Swords, and the Chariot. So if I had any issues about court cards or trumps... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So there is that. Right, okay. Hey, they're all one percenters. (laughs) Huh? They're all one percenters. Oh, don't. Do you know what? It's just... there's where there's a sense of humor that's greater at mine than play at play sometimes when uh <laughs> we get these cards out yeah. and I, I have to um I have to chuckle, I have to say. Um Okay, I straight off I'm gonna put the chariot and the knight of swords together. Um and this is you know, it's it's both the kind of things not happening very quickly reversed obviously things not happening very quickly and it's that kind of stuck in a traffic jam you know the chariots the guy at the front kind of elbow on the wheel just kind of rolling his eyes because he does this journey every day and gets stuck in rush hour every single day and the knight of swords is the young guy a couple of cars back kind of in his little sports car he's really fed Mm -hmm. up and leaning on the horn Mm -hmm. but he's still not he's still not actually anywhere so they're both in exactly the same position even though they may have a slightly different approach to it one's stoic and one's kind of less so um and then again reversed you've kind of got the um i'm going to nudge the knight of pentacles over because you know normally he's standing there he's quite patient and it's going a bit he's stuck in the he's stuck in the same jam but his lane's kind of inching very very slowly past the others so we're still not going at a great 
great speed but you know his is the lane that's moving slowly we've got mr knight of swords versus just leaning on his horn and thoroughly fed up and he's going to turn the radio up full and have a little car disco in a minute and we've got the chariot he's just leaning on his elbow waiting for it all to happen because he knows what that's what happens when he gets stuck in rush hour every day and so it's funny we, how fast five to ten miles an hour seems when you're stuck yes. in rush hour like I know. I know that you're not going anywhere, but it's like, especially if your lane is the one that's moving exactly. or worse, if you're the one that's sitting there and you just keep getting passed car by car, even if it's slow, you're like, I, I must get in that lane because this lane is not going anywhere. And you take that gamble, and then the second you move, yours is the lane that stops moving, <laughs> yes. and the one you were in shoots off because they let them. Uh, yes. They let them go. Oh, it's, yes, the uh, the joys of living in Los Angeles during the great. Um, um, well, I don't I don't think traffic's gotten any better, but uh, yeah, in my twenties, nothing but driving, and and we didn't invent rush hour, but boy, we perfected it in Los Angeles. So I yeah. I know of which you speak. Yes. I like the okay. analogy. Well, I was, yeah, I, I kind of, well, we had Chris Rea who wrote The Road to Hell when he was on the M25 stuck in a um a traffic jam once. So I don't think it gets, I do, I don't think it gets much better um no matter where you are. Okay, i tell you one thing I've realised while I'm talking this through, and this is a really bad habit. I'm putting together and then I'm finding it very hard to start moving people around again so I'm going to try and get a little bit more you know once they're in their group out of this five I don't want to kind of I don't want to move them um so I'm just changing up a little bit anyway I like I like those three together um I'm that's gonna the joy put... of being a Gemini she just can't stop tinkering with things Oh, I know. Isn't it annoying, though? And then it's like, oh, shiny things, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to bail out completely and I'm going to throw the last two over to you because I really am starting to move things around and it's going to end up confusing people. So I've got the queen of wands and the page of wands and I'm not sure whether I want to group them together no, or I want to. I'm not putting them in my traffic jam, but I think I'm going to. Um, bail out and give you the last two and see what you can jumble up with my cards well here's what i like you had no idea what cards were coming out the cards came out you had five cards playing around with them and what came to you what literally jumped in your mind was traffic jam and this is the power of study this is the power of you know actually paying attention in in your vocational training and applying it in practice and then in real life is situations open themselves up to you for example in practice here um, these three cards all helped you collectively come up with a vision and then uh, you were able because they were all reversed and you're all sitting there and, and looking at them in, uh, in, in their little three card blob you were able to easily pick out distinctions that showed the difference between them does that make sense 
Yes, it does. And it, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like, oh, i got to pull teeth or anything. And, and yeah, you know, you kind of shoved the other cards off to the side. But you were able to just, uh, was it, um, pick the low-hanging fruit. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's skill development in that. And that's what I want people at home listening to uh, to get is that when you, you know, when it's your turn at the wheel, when you're doing it, um, don't be afraid to be a Becky. I go, or, or her Dusty. It's like, well, this doesn't make sense. Okay, great. Now that we got that out of our system, we look at it and just kind of, kind of kid with the, with the, their peas and mashed potatoes. It's kind of like, I'm not really hungry. I'm just pushing my vegetables around the plate because I don't really want to eat them. I want ice cream. And so it's okay to just kind of, you know, toy with your cards and kind of shove them around and, and at some point, unlike peas and mashed potatoes, which I actually enjoy, but being an adult, it's probably different. Um, it, it'll all make sense. It'll things will start to come together. We'll go with that and just allow it to happen and uh, and explore it. Now, as far as the what does it say, the queen and the and the page? Yes, of wands. All right, so queen and the page of wands. Well, I, of course, you know, I'm going, I can't help it. I'm going with the, uh, the obvious. So I've got a. Uh, Mother and son team. Um, I'd say a dysfunctional family. And, and the word dysfunctional is really blaming. So I'll say um, uh, rowdy. Oh, there it is. That's the fourth car. So um, oh, the mom this, is stuck oh, in, the, yes. in, in her car with the kid going. Oh, we need and, the day yet. Are we nearly there yet? Oh, and they're on the way to the vets, and the cat's yowling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, thanks. Oh. And it's See, just she's trying it to hold it together, but you know, kids being kids, and and he's bored, and it's hot, and it's stuck, and they're stuck in the car, and uh, it's just not exactly her day. So no. Yay! There's your traffic jam. Perfect. And, and again, see, it just it evolved. I. You watched it. I heard it. I just uh, started playing with the concept, and I didn't know where I was going with it. And then Becky picked it up and finished the story. Um, so this is the beauty of this, and this is how um, by doing it only with reversals, you're taking the sting off of reversals. You're not saying, oh, God, what is this card reversed? Uh, just kind of uh, allowing, allowing it to come together. And remember, if you get stuck, Look at the pictures, and if you need, you know, you're like absolutely, I don't understand any of this stuff. Reversals, reversals. Go back and listen to last week's episode, and then go back and listen to a lot of the uh, episodes we did earlier on. I think we had three or four of them, which weren't quite so much fun uh, on reversals. And 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 <laughs> read the damn book. <laughs> mm. uh, I'm Dusty White. I'm here to help you. Becky, as always, thank you for being here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Everybody, I thought we'd do 20 or 30 minutes on this. We've gone almost an hour and a half. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, the book is The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. You can get it on Amazon, Book Depository, Barnes & Noble. I'd really like it if your local store or metaphysical store carried it. They can always contact me or the publisher. Uh, the the advanced book, the one that we were working with today, for Friends and Enemies and Mob Scene and, and uh, Batman and Robin and all that stuff, uh, advanced Tarot Secrets. Uh, 
black cover squiggly get it all the fine bookshops and places mentioned specifically amazon barnes and noble dot uh, com and uh, you, you know it's online book depository.com and uh, if uh, your local bookseller wants to uh, procure it they can talk to me or the publisher for a nice fat discount um, easy terms blah 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 and if you need this kind of hands-on help sign up for a course it's ten dollars a week uh, if you ever if you ever do this for a living it might might just be a tax write-up for you that is not legal financial or tax advice but uh, consult with your uh, professional but uh, I you know a lot of students that I have were able to because they, they did seriously all I care about is that you get this so um, thanks for letting me help you Becky I look forward to this next week I think we'll do one more on reversals if we can find a new and different way to help people understand mm-hmm all right thanks for staying up late have a good night all right thanks Dusty bye bye